welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fall Out Boy podcast going track by random ass track through all of Fall Out Boy forever until we die. I'm Caitlin, and with me, until we die, is Joe. Hi, I'm Joe. I thought you were going to say, until we take this to our grave again, and I'm kind of glad. I thought about it. I don't know if that's a if that's like a thing we should commit to as a brand or not. I don't know. I was kind of. I was gonna. I was gonna read the room. I guess. Uh huh. Okay. That's you, fair. You being the room <laughs> to see where I we am were the at. room. Where we <laughs> the were room at is that. just me. Yeah, it's true. So, because I'm like, you, we both know that I'm deeply prepared to just keep making stupid fucking jokes. But like, yes. You know, I just want to see where we're at. Maybe, maybe we yeah. make more. Maybe we make less. I don't know. It's episode two. <laughs> <laughs> it's episode two. We. I mean, we did consciously decide to record a podcast about Fallout Boy, so I think, I think that's a sign that we are already very indulgent in our bullshit. It's true. Chase your bullshit, Riley Hawkins, twenty eighteen. I'm telling ya. We're gonna mention Riley on every goddamn episode of this show. Probably because they do have to be on every show that we're on together. It is the rule. Yes, it is part of the contract, actually, that I signed when I became friends with Riley, is that I have <laughs> to, um, they have to somehow in spirit or physical form be on every podcast at some point. Yep. So, here, mm-hmm. here we are. This is that. Caitlin? Yes, Joe. Kate, Caitlin, what song are we talking about? Uh, let me, let me look at my notes. JK, I know what song we're talking about. It's fucking Centuries. It's Centuries. You know, that one. <laughs> That one off of American Beauty. That one. Yeah. Centuries is a song. It sure is, Joe. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I really don't want this whole show to be us uh, hating on post-hiatus Fallout Boy. And I do like a lot of post-hiatus Fallout Boy. This just made me isn't that episode, though. I, I think Centuries is a fine song, mostly. I feel like it's a good song for what it was used for, which I believe was, like, a truck commercial. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Dragging dragging them publicly into the street. That's what I do. Um, If you haven't haven't found out yet, folks, I'm that part of the podcast. (laughs) Okay, (sighs) let's talk about centuries. Um... Hopefully a little bit more concise than we talked about Sugar, we're going down. Um, Centuries, uh, it was the first single for mm-hmm. this record. American Beauty, American, I don't want to say the second part, because it's ableist slur. Um, and, okay, yeah, so it originally released 2014, which, yeah, that's probably about how fucking long ago that was. It feels distant. It feels more distant than 2014, but also 2014 feels pretty distant at this point. Yeah, it also, what year did Save Hmm. Rock and Roll come out? Is that after this album? No, Save Rock and Roll was the first post-hiatus record, and I want to say that came out 2013. Man, I don't know why I feel in my head that American Beauty was later than that, but I guess not. I guess I just quit really early. Save Rock and Roll was 2013. This single of uh, Centuries was 2014, and I think... Beauty came out in the next year, 2015. Okay, okay, that tracks. I guess, see, that's probably also why in my head they're all kind of smooshed together, even though they're not actually the same record. 
Yeah, it's, those years blend together. Yeah, but that tracks. The more I think about that, because I was definitely listening to Save Rock and Roll at like my college dorm. So mm-hmm. that checks out. Because we are children. <laughs> Save Rock and Roll is a record. So is American Beauty. American Beauty probably is the record I have the most critiques about. Um, but Centuries was a song that I pretty just uh, pretty much just enjoyed when it came out. Um, it samples Tom Tom Steiner, and that's weird. Yeah. For for me, um, mainly because they don't fucking do anything with it. It's just there. Yeah, I don't. It's just hey, I like this sample that has been used before by other people. Yeah, I feel like this is like when they get into doing a lot of sampling that I feel like doesn't result in anything it's just kind of like there and it's like why though i remember thinking a lot of the sampling and interpretation and interpolation on save rock and roll was good i may feel differently when i get when i revisit it for this show (laughs) but i remember walking away from that record at the time uh thinking like yeah okay they they had like a message and like something was happening on this record yeah i feel like they did a good job I in no way feel like anything <laughs> happened on American Beauty, and the Tom's Diner sample definitely is just like, well, we wanted to use it, which isn't necessarily a bad reason to use a sample to just like build a sound with. But it's not great. Yeah, no. I'm just, I'm reading this Pete Wentz quote uh, again on Genius.com as annotated. Uh, this quote says, "Our band came from the suburbs of Chicago, the blandest place," and I'm like, one, Chicago is not bland. Two, I thought you were describing the song for a second. Because it's... <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so the Tom's Diner sample, which I believe is sung by Lolo, uh. who is known for singing things in song. Uh, as, as, hap- as happens when you're a singer, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's her... I, and I haven't looked out her music until uh, five minutes ago, but I pretty much my experience with her was the same as Fox's, where I was like, Oh, she sang on some really popular songs, and then I never heard about her again. Yeah, that ties into, too, I was thinking about, like, what you were saying about the sampling on on Centuries and, like, American Beauty, which I haven't listened to the whole American Beauty album. I've, like, only heard the popular singles off of it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like Save Rock and Roll had, like, a good balance of how it was using its sampling and how it was using its, like, feature spots. To where I, I feel like it kind of agree. like communicated something. I I don't know yeah. what, but something. It it communicated a a thing that is maybe hard to for me to just put into words without actually sitting down and talking about that record, which we're not actually doing in this episode. <laughs> uh, but yes, with the exception of Big Sean's worst verse ever written, I do agree. Oh God, I forgot about that. that. Yeah, I do agree that the usage of, of sampling and, and uh, features is good on that record. And on this record, this one just kind of happens. And it's just like, okay. Because there's, there's nothing about Tom Steiner or the usage of that sampling that in any way communicates with the message of the song. Which, again, like, isn't exclusively the point of sampling. It's just, it was the point of the samples on the last record. And it's the type of sampling that I prefers when you're like actually doing something with it. Yeah, uh, flipping, I feel like it flip, like helps, flipping it, you know, flipping it metaphorically or at least in some way sonically, rather than just hey, I like the the do the do do. 
Um, which I mean, that's that's what Kanye did with uh, the melody of All Day, which is a good song, a good melody. So, yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so that's how so it what starts, is the message is of that. centuries, Joe? Let's start The message there. of centuries is that they think very, very highly of themselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> or at least Pete Wentz writing the song did. Uh, and sort of idolizing, not maybe not idolizing, but like discussing the the experience of dreaming really big and then also being really big, I think, is how I would sum it up because it's 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 got this lot of like um like the the video which i'm sure we'll fucking get to we better uh, i have notes we absolutely will get to the video but the video talks about this david and goliath thing a lot of the the song sort of alludes to you know overcoming something and being remembered and yada 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 however fallout boy was immediately successful so I do wonder what this talks about. <laughs> yeah, like, and really. also, like, stayed successful despite, like, having a weird, I think personally, over-the-top drama about Infinity on High, and then, like, taking a break, and then, like, coming back and having drastically different music. Um, and, like, just still successful, still selling albums, still touring, I assume. I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah, they have not stopped touring, and they have not stopped selling out arenas. Yeah, they came to Colorado with Wiz Khalifa one time, and it was a weed-themed show, and that was funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> not related, it was just funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think that was the Boys of Summer tour. It was, yeah. Probably. Yeah, it was a Fiddler's Green, and the poster had a bunch of, uh, bunch of, of, of smoke clouds on it. Oh um, yeah. So, yeah. Which Fallout Boy member is most likely to vape go? Pete Wentz. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely right. I thought maybe Patrick, but no, Patrick would just, like, have, like, an old-fashioned pipe, I think. I mean, I think if we're being honest, like, all of them would vape, but if you had to be like, who in this Cosmo quiz is the vapor? It's Pete Wentz. Oh, it's Pete Wentz. It's Pete Wentz. It's just it. I don't know if Andy Hurley would vape. I don't think Andy Hurley has ever put anything in his body that was not pure. Is there... But do you think he would smoke, like... You know that vape that, like, doesn't have nicotine in it, but, like, still does mm-hmm. vape clouds and tastes like stuff? Do you think he would do that? No, because I think Andy Hurley would, like, read the labels on the bottles and be like, oh, this, uh... Which one is it? I used to know. One of the glycerins is, like, actually really bad for you. <laughs> Jesus. Or some shit. And I, I'm not trying to drag Andy Hurley. I just genuinely feel like he is too pristine of a human being to vape. Too pure, too vape. All with the number two. Yes. Too fast, too furious, too <laughs> pure, too vape. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Tweet too pure, too vape at Joe and I with the hashtag FOBcast. And nothing will happen. <laughs> we'll just probably laugh. Yeah, um. it'll be good. Um... <laughs> This song is all right. So I, I referred to "Sugar We're Going Down" as like maybe the most distilled, like Fall Out Boy song in terms of like lyricism, and I probably as far as the early stuff goes sonically, this song might be that exact same thing for post hiatus lyrically mm-hmm. because 
I look at some of the early lyricism of Infinity on High has uh, Don't You Know Who I Think I Am, some of the best Wentz lyricism in I terms of him talking. fucking song. Yeah, it, it, in, in terms of him talking about uh, how highly he thinks of himself or that sort of complex in that way, and then you... Uh, fuck, I'm just going to have to pull that up if Bernie... Yeah, okay, so I guess I'm thinking of, like, compare the chorus of that song, which is like, they say quitters never win, but we're walking the plank on a sinking ship, to I am the opposite of amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, they do say that. That is straight up just a lyric in this song, and it has, like, so much attention brought to it. It's not, like, just a thing you're throwing in. It's what you think is this powerful punchline, and it's... It is not. Yeah, well, especially because it like it also goes does it does it directly from I am the opposite of amnesia? Doesn't it go into you're a cherry blossom, you're about to bloom, you look so pretty, but you're gone so soon? Yeah, which like, is that's like that's kind of a dick thing to say about someone. It very much is. It's also better lyricism than the thing before it. <laughs> it is. I'm not arguing there, but like, damn, Pete Wentz, Oof. maybe fucking chill. Yeah, maybe fucking chill. Which I know he has none, but like maybe try. Zero chill from Mr. Wentz. Pete Zero Wentz. Damn it, I just said Zero <laughs> Wentz. <laughs> I ruined the joke. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to try again. That's just it. Pete no, Zero that's Wentz. Just, nope. You just gotta roll with it. That's Commit. his name. Pete Zero Wentz. Zero wins, more like. Haha, <laughs> get it? Anyways. There's there's a song here. It's called Centuries. Oh, is that what we're talking about? Oh my god, it was on Guitar Hero Live? Well. Actually, Centuries, I'm pretty sure Centuries is on Rock Band 4. I think and it's so. That sounds right. boring. <laughs> there's not a lot of guitar to hero or rock to band. Anyways. I mean, the thing about Centuries is that it's fine. It's just like... It's it, fine. It's just like a very consumable like radio song, which is yes. fine. And again, I it's probably what they used to the truck ad or whatever. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But like it is very and I know one day I won't be shitting on the new stuff, but that day is not today. Um I think it's like a very distilled moment of like this is what they're putting out and you just kind of have to be on board or not. Like mm-hmm. Which I That's, think that I mean, probably changes a little bit with Mania from what you've said, but, like, the singles Mania is just a least, mess. Like, the singles, at least, from this album, like, are just very this. They are top 40 truck commercial, top 40 fucking Big Hero 6, like... Yes. That's just what they are, and it's fine, but, like... It's fine. It's It's very much a pop record that came out in 2015. It just happens to have that voice that you like, or used to like, a lot more... <laughs> You know, you know, we talked a little bit about the distinctions between pop and pop punk last time. Mm-hmm. And something I think is interesting that I think comes through more in safe rock and roll, but I think continuing is like the fact that Pete Wentz seems very obsessed with still being punk, even though they are just like not like there was a quote and I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it now. But I remember there was a quote, I think, from a Fall Out Boy show that I was at when they were touring uh, Save Rock and Roll. Where they're like, oh, people say we're not punk anymore, but they're not punk, or something like that. And I was like, fucking what? I mean, <laughs> I think that probably comes from the mentality of, like, trying to define what punk is. Isn't that punk? 
but uh this idea that it's not even so much i wouldn't even use the word punk to describe whether or not what they're doing is or isn't so much as i'm like are they countering anything or are they just on it and then were they ever countering anything or were they always just on a wave and i would say like not really were they ever countering any sort of uh stylistic decisions yeah they've always kind of been on the mainstream pop wave they just i don't know pete wore eyeliner while he did it yeah i guess because for me i could always kind of give them that because like they came up a little bit at least through like whatever like i'm not gonna say it was like a pure underground indie punk scene but like they came from somewhere that was more that and then once they got big they just got like real big and like stayed real big yes um, but it's just funny to me, the, like, because, like, you listen to Centuries, and that is a pop song. That is, like... Yes. There's no arguing that that's anything but just, like, popular jams to put in your ear holes for a minute, you know? Like... Yeah, and I think, one, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Uh And two, I don't think that they ever really broke any ground more significant than that. So much as, I don't know, maybe it's more pointing to us or there's different parts of it. And that's kind of why I'm interested in this show's concept so much. So I'm like, <laughs> what What did change, though? Yeah. Like, what is it? Because there's, I definitely think, I definitely think there was, like, some level of lyricism that can't keep up with how poignant it was before. Yeah. But, well, and I, I think that's it, is I feel like. Or just sonically, we prefer, the, I, we thought they were better at the other thing i think we come from a moment where we do just like because of our age prefer the older stuff like Mm -hmm. i think that's just a thing because there's like that you know like whatever you listen to as a teenager is your music taste for life or whatever shit but which i don't actually subscribe to but it's i don't either but i kind of there i think it's true for me at least with this if nothing else um with panic at the disco it's different because I actually still really enjoy Panic's new stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though it is, like, also very different and very much more, like, mainstream kind of poppy shit on its face. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy that more. And I don't really know why, other than I think that it is, like, Brandon Yuri like, leaning into, like, being a one-man band who just gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. And, mm-hmm. like, him being like, fuck, yeah, let's do it. Versus, like, I feel like Fall Boy post-hiatus and especially going into American Beauty was just, like, we're somehow still big. How do we continue to be big? And mm. just, like, doing that. Which, yeah, I mean, I, like, uh, is not a problem, necessarily. Like, get that bread, you know, but... Yes, let's get ladies, let's get that bread. I do think, <laughs> with, with me, my interpretation has always been Pete or other parties involved, but I do feel like Pete especially is really just wants to push boundaries and try new things and part of that is what the song's about centuries is is making this lasting artistic impact which like is uh, maybe a complicated way to you know bring into when you're talking about Fall Out Boy's body of work um, all I know is they're on my body forever hey <laughs> I do not currently have a Fall Out Boy tattoo and that's a little surprising actually hmm we're going to change that, Joe. The course of the show. Patreon goal. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon goal. Latin, no gods, no kings, only Bayonetta. Yes, God. That was the thing that I said when we weren't recording. 
<laughs> and now it's on Twitter forever. Yes. You can't delete tweets. You know no, that? I wouldn't even if I could. You're um, going to get a tattoo of No Gods, Only Kings, Bayonetta, and I'm going to get a tattoo of, like, I don't know, some Fall Out Boy lyric. Just, like, the deer boy. With his... the, just, just a deer boy. But, like, the deer boy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know the one. <laughs> this is, hmm. I'm just reading more of this Pete Wentz quote from God the... God damn it. Fucking Pete Wentz the thing. And it, Change terrifies us a lot. Century, re, centuries really bangs on that. And I'm like, what? What? Changing from what, though? Well, also, like, I get... This... I, I would get if he was, like, elaborating on, like, change really terrifies us, but we had to do something different coming back because, like, obviously we're not the same band we used to be because, like, we had some personal drama and shit. Like, Mm -hmm. also, it's been, like, I don't even know how long they were on hiatus for, but, like, you know, it's been a fucking minute. They've been back longer than they were on hiatus. Yeah, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you were to say, like, yo, we were terrified of changing, but now we're here and we're embracing it, and we do, like, realize, like, yo, we still have this long tail and we still have this future, like, whatever, that's one thing, but just being, like... I think that's what he's trying to say, maybe he's just not saying it very sufficiently. doesn't capture that to me it's just kind of like yo man we're fucking here forever dog like everything's great Mm -hmm. yeah i do like the lyric mummified my teenage dreams it is one that i maybe unfortunately can relate to Mm, uh but then there but then the rest of that verse fucking loses the plot which is a lot of um this album's problem but especially this song's problem of being like about maybe too many things and not really unfolding those concepts lyrically because it's just not a lot of time. Like the chorus is there three fucking times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I mean, like say what you want about older fallout boy songs that had maybe too many words in them. Uh, Definitely so much too many so words that, in the titles. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had to be tender. I'm sorry. Had, <laughs> all right. We got it out of the way. It's been accomplished. Fucking. Infinity High had We're the New Face of Failure. And then this record uh, has I'm the opposite song. of Amnesia. <laughs> which also, like, I'm the opposite of Amnesia, which is just, like, remembering generally. Like, not even having, like, a really good memory. Just, like, yeah, just, like, the general human capability to remember. Yeah, I don't know why I, I, I rag on that line so much, but I, I really I think it's a stupid do. line, though, because it's not even, like, it's not even, like, you know, I'm the opposite of your society being fucking erased. It's, I'm the opposite of amnesia, which, when you really think about it, is, I'm the opposite of just, like, being able to generally remember information. Yeah, also, alright, so immediately after Mummified My Teenage Dreams, I realized they make another Simpsons reference. Um, because it, Mummified My Teenage Dreams, it's nothing wrong with me, the kids are all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that is just the Simpsons bit, huh? Is that... Is that a lie? Is that an actual lie in this fucking song? Yeah, the kids are all wrong. The story is all off. Heavy metal broke my heart. Oh my god. And it's and so this is one that Pete Wentz himself annotated on Genius and just says, This line feels counterintuitive, which is what we have always been. And it's like, okay, maybe you have. Uh, but <laughs> uh man. According to who? I don't know. Pete Wentz. Where they I'm make just... songs about I mean that's like the the fallout boy experience of half of these songs are about how i'm the greatest person ever and the other half are about how i feel like shit and i treat it like shit i don't know but it's nothing wrong with me it's the kids are all wrong 
Yeah, I just, God, I'm looking at these lyrics and I'm really mad now. Um, That lyric in itself is like, y'all used to be the kids, though. Yeah, also, like, why did heavy metal break your heart? What did heavy metal do to you do? I don't know. The annotation just says, uh, like, Cliff Burton forever, who is a metal musician who has passed. Um, And I don't know the relevance of that in this context at all. Yeah, I also, like, the next part is also kind of fucked up, but I don't really understand it. Like, the come on, come on and let me in, bruises on your thigh like my fingerprints, and this is supposed to match the darkness that you felt I never meant for you to fix yourself. Like, why is he just, like, shit-talking and, like, maybe gaslighting people in the same thing that he's like, no, the kids are wrong and I'm gonna live forever. (laughs) What does that mean? Oh, no. This is a thing where I'm like, all right, who is the subject in the conversation? Is it, like, I don't know, the the concept of being remembered? Is it uh, some sort of music industry? Because Pete Wins does that shit where he writes about... just don't Concepts. even know what we're talking about anymore. Um, apparently the so this is another this is another Pete Wentz annotation. Uh, the this is supposed to match thing is him trying to continue a line from a different song. What? Um, that's not yeah, how songs work, Pete. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> apparently, darkness that you felt I never meant for you to fix yourself is supposed to be a continuation of a line from Arms Race. I mean, I could see that being a line in Arms Race, but like, why didn't you yeah. just fucking put that arm in that arm, that arm in Lens Race? Put that race. arm in the race. <laughs> <laughs> why did you just do it then? Like, that's not how <laughs> songs know. work, especially because they're not even like on the same album. They're like no, two albums apart. Like what? Three? They're three albums apart. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I just realized how like. This is a completely different experience than the last time, where we couldn't really have much to say about Sugar Bear going down, and we've been talking about this first verse, which is like eight lines, for like ten minutes. I have more feelings about this. It's it's interesting, in that context of this ain't a scene, it's a goddamn arms race, and like, you know, maybe one day, well, we will definitely one day unpack what that song's about, but like, mm-hmm. the idea of, that, that gives credence to him talking about maybe the the music industry or a given scene um in this a scene as the kids say yeah Um, what scene are you guys in at this point is my fucking question also just like again bruh like like yeah like most fallout boy fans are pretty fucking in there at this point like you have to be pretty ride or die at this point you Uh know what i mean but, like, also, why are you finishing a line from a song from three albums ago? You're really what mad about do? that concept. What you're really that? mad about I'm that. I'm so mad. I don't understand it. I don't understand, like, even, like, coming at it from my, like, most on my bullshit, like, me stepping into Pete Wentz's weird shoes. Like, <laughs> why? why? Why are his shoes so weird? <laughs> what are those? Gotcha. I just don't understand, like, what the artistic merit of that is. I don't understand what the, like, lyricist perspective on that is. I just, it just seems like a weird footnote to something that's kind of fucking stupid. And I don't understand it. And it makes me just irrationally upset. Yeah. I don't know. (sighs) Pete Wentz likes to try things, and I'll give him that. Um, I think... But at what cost, yeah, Joe? I think, I think I think the idea of 
and this is me speaking from um my own i haven't made music in fucking years but uh when i did i did something similar where i would make a song that is its own thing but is sort of existing contingently on a previously existing song but the thing is i made it way more fucking clear and gave it context also was it from three albums ago joe no, there's just the two things between. There's just I only made the two records. Uh, but how about that? Yeah, there wasn't a decade between them. Sorry, but uh, <laughs> I mean to be fair, if, you, if there was a decade between them, you would have written the first one when you were like three. So this is true. Yeah, I'm well, not that. Jesus Christ, <laughs> how young do you think I am, Caitlin? I don't know. I'm just gonna keep bringing the bit. That's fine. I mean, I'm also young, so. You know, I would have been four when you wrote your debut album. It's fine. Yeah, the fact that the fact that the only instance of communicating this concept is, and this is supposed to match, like yeah. Also, which like again, no. I'll I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. The darkness that you felt, I never meant for you to fix yourself. I can a hundred percent see that being a line in this ain't a scene, but. Uh, <sighs> Like, and this is supposed to match what? What? What is it supposed to match? Especially because I assumed it was referring to the... Yeah, but like, but in the text, man, I don't know. Like, (laughs) it, like, I assumed that you were supposed to be talking about, like, the, the bruises were supposed to match his fingerprints. And then it's like, I feel like there's just a really weird, dark reading to this that is not good. And that I feel like could have been avoided. Yeah, I was I was thinking about the never meant for you to fix yourself being about the scene or whatever, and I'm like, no, actually, there is. I can't think of a single context where I never meant for you to fix yourself being a good sentiment. Yeah, no. So I don't know. No, it sounds especially yeah. coupled with bruises on your thighs, like my fingerprints. Not a great, yeah. not great. Bad verse does not does I not like elicit the, good I, feelings. I liked the very first line of it, and then we kept talking, and it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. Blah, blah, blah. Hey, hey, remember me for centuries. Um, I am the opposite of amnesia. <laughs> yeah, and the cherry blossom line we talked about. Let's talk about the fucking video. Oh, my God. So, for context, I had not ever seen this video until today. Uh, yeah. Like, five minutes before we started recording. Granted, and... the, yeah, the granted recording the first episode, so it's been like an hour, but two hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> That's just giving me more time to process, which I saw, which wasn't good. Yeah, no, it's. Oof. I watched it when it came out, and I probably I know I didn't care for it then, but I can't even imagine. I watched it again today, and I'm like, this is really bad CGI, even. I feel like though this video feeds into what we were talking about earlier of it being a moment. Because I feel like it went from, like, in the first episode, we talked about the music video for Sugar We're Going Down and how, like, the narratives don't really match, but it was, like, this weird trying to be, like, an indie darling moment in, like, three minutes. Where this is, like, it's a weird, over-the-top, overdone story that, like, doesn't really communicate much other than, like, a strange David and Goliath metaphor that, like, doesn't show up until the second half of the video. Yeah, and even then, it just kind of happens pretty much immediately. Yeah, and, like, I guess I should have known it was going to happen, because there's, like, so much weird, like, Christian iconography going on at the front half that's, like, 
really tech like it doesn't have any basis until you get to that part but like yeah. i feel like it's just like this video just like really highlights what the fuck is going on with them right now where it's just like well the video is kind of fun and cool and like has some gladiator vibes this is fine right and it's like fucking what yeah i don't know man this video is a mess for a lot of reasons some should we explain is... the video? Should we, like, give a brief summary of the video, show? Um, it takes place in bad CGI Rome, and an Obi-Wan-looking motherfucker is walking around and hands uh, some rope and some shit to the four members of Fallout Boy. Who are prisoners? Who are... Yeah, they're, they're, like, shackled up. Um, it's kind of unclear why or what, but then they are thrown into a ring to fight a big strongman. Um... Who yeah. is just a guy. He's just a guy. He's just, like, a large man. Yeah, he's like, just a buff dude. And not even, like, not, like, supernaturally large. Just, like, a, like, a, like, a, just a big dude. Yeah, just a big dude. And there's four of them, and they're all so, so weak. They, so well, weak. Also, I have a note written down that says, uh, why aren't they using weapons? Because literally only Andy has a weapon. He has swords. Andy and has a sword. He and goes to nothing. use it and then doesn't use it on the man who has no weapons mm-hmm. also. And then everyone else doesn't have weapons and they just get the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, a lot of the video is them getting shit kicked out of them. And then they stand up dramatically uh, and we get some black and white flashbacks to a minute ago where they received the rope and pebble from God. <laughs> I uh. guess. Oh, we'll later find out might just be God. And then they <laughs> combine, with their powers combined, they hurl a tiny pebble into the head of a man and he just fucking dies. Even though, uh, even though it goes into the thickest part of the skull and yeah. is entirely outside of the man's head. I don't know what they're, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then like he dies and then they're all like, fuck you, Roman emperor and empress. And then, yeah, yeah, and then Obi Wan takes his his hood yeah. off and is like a god or some shit. I don't know. Well, it's weird because he takes his hood off and it's like supposed to be a reveal, but you're like, it's literally just the same dude. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and then the video kind of ends, and then it has like a post credit scene where he has like angel wings, and you're like, are you an angel? Are you God? Fucking what? Oh wait, no, that's not yeah. even the post credit scene. I think that's just like the reveal that comes after the reveal, and then the video mm-hmm. ends, and then there's a post credit scene. Of like with it Rick, sounds with like Rick Ross. Yeah, and it sounds like like lions or something growling, but then it's just like a dude. Yeah, then it's just Rick Ross. Yeah. And then that's just there. I don't know. That's just the it. Whole, it's a mess of a video. It's not good. No, and it don't really communicate like I it more so than sugar, I'll give it. It definitely seems like it's trying to convey something along the same lines of the song. Yeah. For better or for worse, it's for worse. It, it's it's for worse. definitely for worse, yeah. Because the song message is also unclear, and the video message is even more unclear and obscured. Music videos are hard to do right, you know? Yeah. I just, They're... this one, they failed. That being said, I've seen some really fucking good music videos this year. Because, uh, the new Rally Ritchie song, Time in a Tree, fucking bops, and, uh... Still feel by Half Alive is a really good video. If it's if, even if it's just like, hey, no one's done this one shot thing in a while, huh? New Rina uh, Sawayama music video for Cherry also pretty good. Cherry video is very good. Good dancing. 
Mm-hmm. Good yeah. choreography. Mm-hmm. Good makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Things can be good. Things can be good. This just isn't one of them. <laughs> no, I... I... <laughs> Music video is a is probably like a hard medium, well done, but um, or rare, the, the full joke of that is a rare medium or a rare medium, well done. That's it. I don't know the joke about steak. <laughs> Anyways, uh, don't laugh at that. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. It's a joke God about steak. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay, I got, I'm getting it together. Okay. Okay, Oof. good. Oof. You Man. know, I, I would. I don't know if I said it on the last episode, but I do think that the music video for Sugar is good. I just don't think it's yes. honest. It, it's good. It's just there's a lot of, there's two different things going on. Yeah, whereas this is like, I think it's Which honest, not, but I think it's uh, not good. Two different things going on, but uh, I would say not like, that's not even uncommon for the time. Um. Whereas Centuries is just, like, not well done. Yeah. It's they, not well they, done in a number of ways. Yeah, I think they dreamed too big. Or uh, something. Something happened. But, Joe, they have to dream big. Because you have to remember them for centuries. So they can be the opposite of amnesia. <laughs> Yikes. I love how mad you always sound when we make the follow-up with jokes, but you still do it because it's, like, obligatory. Oh, it's my yeah. favorite thing. It's been two episodes. It's already my favorite thing. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. I thought I was going to have more positive feelings about centuries going into it, but then, like, really breaking it down, I'm like, man, this song is a mess. Hmm. Yeah. I think, to be fair, listeners, when we get into Save Rock and Roll, I do have positive feelings about some of those songs. I have positive feelings about some songs in all of these records. I just, like, again, I have not listened to American Beauty or Mania, so I don't really have Mm -hmm. an opinion, except for that I think that Centuries sucks and that Immortals (laughs) is probably also kind of bad. But, like, I like some songs off of, uh, yeah, I like some songs off of uh, Save Rock and Roll. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, not even most of them, but some of them. (laughs) (laughs) I like uh, probably about half, at least. Um, jeez. Uh, yeah. So that was that was centuries. Um, I don't think there's much else to really say. I'm trying to think if there's like, what else has happened? Like, I I don't think I talked about it earlier. I guess I brought it up a little bit just because I was talking about Rina Sawayama. But um, I like pop music. There's just yeah, I I just don't don't like this pop music. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm. That's the whole thing. Is I like it either has to be like sad '90s esque futurism, lady pop, or it has to be <laughs> like fucking Kesha or Kesha adjacent. That's it. That's all I like. Earlier, I was thinking about how Fallout Boy used to make music for sad boys in high school, and now they make music for white girls' workout playlists. Mm-hmm. That checks and out. I th- I think that's true, and both of those are valid. Yeah, um, but, like, I'm not a white girl who works out. I am a white girl, but not one who works out, so it really doesn't yeah. do much for me. You could have been if we made that the first podcast idea we had. Yeah, but at what we cost, did, we did, Joe? We did <laughs> have a cost? podcast idea where we just lifted weights the entire time. 
wasn't it like we talk about video games for 10 minutes and then we lift weights and then we, yeah, and then and then we, we do our 20 reps and then we go back to yeah it was, yeah. It was a it very funny thing to joke about it was a very funny thing to joke about um but i don't think it's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know it might still who knows bonus episode we're doing this shit so really this guy's the limit yeah, we are. Fuck. There are so many <laughs> Fallout Boy songs, though. We're never gonna not be recording this show. Speaking of, we should end this. Oh, true. We, uh, you know, I probably won't remember this song for centuries. Um, and it actually is kind of this. Well, it's not what amnesia means, Pete. But <laughs> it's forgettable. The song is forgettable. The song is Anyways. Super forgettable. Caitlin. Except for if you were on that fucking truck commercial. <laughs> Which apparently you fucking were, because you've mentioned it three times and I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't even know if it's correct. <laughs> song was on Built for Toth. Remember me for centuries or some shit. I swear. I swear that fucking song was on some commercial for like a truck. Or... Jesus Christ. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Uh, I don't know. Caitlin. Yes, Joe. Where can people find you on the internet if they wanted to? Oh, God, if you want to after this. Oh. <laughs> Where can people send you this truck commercial? <laughs> I do want that. Please tweet the truck commercial at me if you find it. Uh, I am at CG and 8Rs on Twitter, and from there you can find everything else that I do. And I'm on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O, Samesies. <laughs> I, I make too many things. Um, I need to make a website that lists all of them and save me the trouble. Um, well, is this more than you bargained for yet, Caitlin? <laughs> it sure fucking is, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>